0: This is the podcast for the British International School, New York, and welcome to Bisney Behind the Scenes, the podcast where we talk to staff, to parents, and to pupils to find out more about life at the school. Now, in this episode, we're speaking to Holly and William, two pupils at Bisney who recently moved to New York from Australia. This means we get to hear what life is like for them moving across half the planet, what their first impressions are of New York, and importantly, what their first impressions are of the school too. So let's not waste any more time. But come with me as we hear now from recent arrivals, Holly and William. Holly and William, thank you both for being here today. And how are you both doing?
1: I'm very well, thank you. I just being brought out of my English lesson, so lots to look forward to. Yeah, I just finished my drama lesson. It was great. <laughs>
0: Excellent, Holly. I, I'm very glad that you're here. If you're, especially if you're missing part of your English lesson, what are you doing in English at the moment?
1: Well, today we'd be getting our exams back. So I got my exam back early. And yeah, I think I think that was a win for me.
0: (laughs) Did you get a grade in your exam that you're happy with?
1: I think so. I think so.
0: That's good. And William, you said that you've just finished a drama lesson. What are you doing in drama right now?
2: In drama, we are creating a mask to represent personalities and things that we enjoy doing.
0: Okay. Right. Understood. This all sounds fun. I mean, certainly when I went to school, I don't think school was nearly as fun as this is, but but we're going to be finding out a bit more about this, but also we're going to be finding out about where you've both come from. So Holly, I wonder if you could just tell us how old you are, also how old William is just for the sake of keeping it more simple, but also tell us where you've come from and when you came to New York as well.
1: Yeah, so I am 13 and William is 10, and we're from Australia. So we moved to New York about a year ago, almost, and really in the height of COVID, mm. is when we moved. Mm.
0: And where in Australia were you? Which city?
1: The capital, Canberra. It takes a lot of people a bit of a a bit of thought to think of the capital.
0: A lot of people call Sydney the capital. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. That's quite normal. I, I I think a lot of people do think it's Sydney, but it, but it but it's definitely Canberra, isn't it? Okay, so so you moved across from Canberra to New York, from one big city to another big city. How did you feel before you moved across when you knew that you were going to be moving to a completely different country on the other side of the world?
1: Well, I had no idea what to expect, and it's only only recently. We've almost been here for, what, a year? And I'm still just kind of noticing the differences. But, yeah, when we were planning the move, it was definitely something i could never expect especially now that i'm here
2: yeah i totally agree Mm. uh it was a huge culture shock when we came here and now that we've moved to new york it's just this big city and just so many people so it's great
0: but of course you had to leave some of your friends behind in canberra do you keep in touch with your friends on you know zoom and stuff like that
2: yeah it's very hard with the time differences and the time zones but i try and do my best to
1: keep in contact I mean, I think my generation has passed Zoom for the casuality, but I definitely, messages and social media, it's been really easy to keep in contact.
0: No, of course. Okay, so before you moved out, were you, you, know, were you thinking that, you're, that you were excited or were you nervous or was it a combination of both?
1: Definitely
2: both. I th- yeah, I think it was a little bit of both. I was kind of nervous, you know, making friends might have been a little bit hard, but I don't think it was at all. Now I'm here.
0: So when you moved across I mean how long were you in New York for before you started going to uh, to school every day?
1: Not long at all so when Australia had just finished the general school year New York is only in America as a whole had only just been halfway through so we came with maybe a two-week difference and that was all we needed just to get over the the time zone difference and the jet lag and then we were back at it.
0: Okay so now that you're at Bisney, how do you find it or how did you find it during your first month? I mean, was it was it easy to make friends or was it quite tricky to make friends?
1: It was a very easy transition. It's an international school too, so there's lots of ins and outs and then people who have also been here forever. So it's definitely a very uh, easy transition.
2: Yeah, as Holly said, you know, everyone's coming in now and it didn't feel like we were the only new kid there. Even though
1: it was halfway through the year.
0: That's a really good point because... You know, I think a lot of people might feel quite strange coming in halfway through, you know, kind of knowing that the people that they're studying with will have been working together already. And it's not like everybody's starting at the same time. So, so that's good that you felt sort of welcomed straight away. How did you find the teaching staff?
2: I really liked my previous teacher and I also liked my teachers this year. So it was a different format. So usually in Australia, we would have one teacher across all subjects,
1: but here in New York, we have... A teacher for each subject, which Well, yeah, difficult. that's just the difference between primary school and high school, but the Australian system does not include middle school. So I was coming into middle school instead of the high school I would have used to be going to.
0: Oh, I see. Right. Okay, so before you moved across to New York, and I guess your parents would have told you that you're that you're all going to be moving across to New York, I imagine that you would have seen movies on TV or at the cinema which feature New York. Uh, so is that the is that the view that you had of the city and if it is the view that you had of the city did it turn out to be like that
1: I mean media is all you can go off and we've never vis- we never visited um the city before moving so when we came all we had was the kind of idea that we'd seen through media and while in quarantine and lockdown and what's not looking out at the city that's all we had but I think it lives up to the standards. Yeah, I
2: agree. I think, you know, there's a lot of movies about New York and I think it lives up to the magical standards.
0: That's really good to hear. And are you both living in the city or are you outside of the city and coming into school each day?
1: Yeah, yeah. so we walk each day. We don't own a car. So there's no, there's no reason, really. We live in Midtown and everything's right where you need it.
0: And how does it feel to be living in Midtown, especially given that you were living in Canberra before? Tell me what some of those main differences are for you.
1: Well, we used to have this giant backyard and big house and everything, and now it's gone to an apartment in Midtown, so that's definitely a transition that's been a bit of a shock. But I really loved Midtown, even though it's kind of wherever you'd go, um, there's always something bigger and better. But I think that when you're where we are, especially now, we explore all different parts of the city whether it's through school or like extracurricular activities, sports and general things that we get to explore the city with and where we live is just a nice addition to that.
2: Yeah I used to bike ride to school so that's been one of my main changes you know coming from bike riding to school every day and from now walking from midtown to school which is kind of a crazy difference.
0: I guess it might be a bit tricky to do biking at all in in new york city is it william
1: totally yeah i mm. i would not bike ride at all it seems like the most dangerous thing in the world to me <laughs>
0: yeah okay so that's one of the downsides tell us what some of the good things are then about living in somewhere like midtown then holly
1: I really think it's so diverse the amount of different things we've seen um, just in the year that we've been here now is amazing and definitely something we wouldn't have seen in lockdown in Australia and they were in lockdown probably an extra six months than we were here so in that time I've had the opportunity to explore so many new things and the diversity that's here and I enjoyed that experience so so much.
2: Totally. Holly mentioned this earlier, but everything is just so accessible in the city. And especially in Midtown, it just feels like everything's, you know, a block or two away. Lots of new and diverse things to explore.
0: So give us a few examples of what some of those things are then.
2: I think like, you know, usually to get to, you know, just your average supermarket, it would be maybe a drive, possibly even a bike ride. But here, it's just a block or two away. You can go with Holly and it doesn't feel like you know
1: anything bad could happen in those two blocks yeah well uh, mm-hmm. mentioning food the diverse culture that i've been able to experience definitely comes in many different forms but one of my favorites is the food and all different <laughs> things we've explored from that and even here at an international school and the many that they have here is the united nations uh, headquarters lies in new york in midtown mm-hmm. i've got to meet people from all across the world and Even when people move on and onto new and exciting places, I have friends from all across the world now.
0: So let's imagine then you get to the end of the school week and you've got the weekend. What kind of things do you tend to get up to, the pair of you, when when it's the weekend? Let's imagine that you've finished all all the homework that you needed to do and it's your time. What do you end up doing?
2: I think that both of us really love the Met Museum of Art. I think that's always been a great place.
1: I know Holly goes there quite often.
2: For and sure, I, the
1: museums are definitely yeah. something. But with my friends, there's definitely lots of different shopping opportunities, that's for sure. But yeah, different parts of the city that you can explore by train and by bus that we've been able to do as students who can kind of have that freedom a little bit more it has been perfect to explore the city together.
0: And have you been to any other parts of America since you've been living in New York?
1: I mean, as I said, we've never really been to America before we moved. So that. Definitely contributed to the culture shock, but we definitely plan to visit many of the places here, including the national parks that are so precious to the U.S.
0: So, which ones are you looking forward to visiting, then, Holly?
1: I think we're going to Yellowstone National Park and Yosemite, and Yosemite, however you pronounce it.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, they're they're both great parks. Fantastic. And which other parts of North America and the U.S. would you like to visit?
1: So we visited Connecticut and the um, close parts. That have definitely been a way to get away from the city, even though it is so amazing, but definitely get tired of it sometimes. And there's very many opportunities to kind of have a nice experience upstate and in Connecticut in those close areas. However, we also plan to visit Colorado and ski in Vail, which is an amazing opportunity that I'm looking forward to, as well as... California and the very classic kind of American Hollywood sign and the touristy things, but also the national parks that lie there and California as a whole I'm really excited to see. (laughs) I think another
2: thing that we're all looking forward to is going to DC and seeing the beautiful museums.
0: Yeah. I mean, clearly museums are are, are a major part then of your lives, aren't they? Holly, what is it about the Met that you enjoy so much?
1: Well, recently we can relate it back to a lot of the things we're doing in school. And like, we get to take part at this school in a community project that kind of is a way to shape and change the local community and issues that we've seen in it. And every time we have a certain thing, including our science project that I just ended, there was a exhibit at the National Museum of History. I'm not exactly sure, but that uptown And it had a crystal and rocks exhibit that we were doing in science. And then for this community project, the body image and the fashion exhibit at the Met. So there's always so many things to relate back to what we're doing in school and what we see in our daily lives.
2: I think that shows how, you know, diverse and beautiful this school is with all the people (laughs) from all across the world.
0: Yeah, no, it does sound amazing. It's not a place that I've been to, but I'm going to have to come and check it out, I think. Okay, so let's go back then to when you first stepped into school. Do either of you remember the first teachers you saw on the first day that you had at school?
1: Well, uh, there's a bit of an embarrassing story from my mum that was, when we were first coming to the school, it was halfway through the year, so it wasn't a full introduction. But she goes mm-hmm. up to a man at the entrance and says, oh, we're looking for the principal. And he goes, yep, I'm the principal. And that was him. And <laughs> from there, we kind of had an introduction with our homeroom teachers. And it was a really welcoming thing but that was definitely a little bit embarrassing
2: yeah one of the first teachers i saw was mr graham sorry not mr graham mr hawkins and he gave me a great accented welcome and then i said hi back to him and it was like hey you have an accent too so i thought that was you know a very cultural thing which was cool
0: that sounds really cool so what does mr hawkins teach then
2: Mr. Hawkins teaches INS for the lower years. And INS is
1: history and geography. Yeah.
0: Okay. And just for people listening, what what does the actual INS stand for then?
1: Individuals in society. So a bit of a a bit of a different take on history and geography. But yeah, it switches throughout the year. But INS is what they've decided to call it.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Now that's good. So tell us a little bit then about what your favourite subjects are that you have, the the subjects where you think to yourself, oh, brilliant, I've got that one tomorrow afternoon, looking forward to that.
1: Well, yeah, when we mentioned how it's an international school and how we have history and geography, it's definitely been different and a great kind of perspective that we've been able to grasp from the different teachers Mm -hmm. we have and the classmates um, from all across the world and how when we learn history, it's a very diverse view of it and I think that that's something that has maybe been lacking um, generally in the past few generations however at least at this school I've really found it's not a problem at all and is kind of a positive.
2: Yeah I really enjoy English here at this school because we get to you know grasp poems from you know all over the world which I don't think in some places we wouldn't have experienced. I know we're studying Shakespeare later in the year which I'm very excited for.
0: William, have you studied Shakespeare at all in your previous school?
2: No, I I
1: didn't.
0: Well, I think you'll enjoy it.
1: Yeah, even though Shakespeare is a more traditional kind of look at that, there's also poems that we've seen in different languages. And that's another thing, the languages and how um, it's a really immersive experience where people can actually become fluent. I mean, mm. I'm not, I'm definitely not fluent, but many people speak many different languages and are continuing to learn them here.
0: So how do you feel it's changing you as people, as young adults, given the fact that you're meeting all of these people who are from different parts of the world?
1: Well, yeah, as I mentioned earlier, even after people move on, it's so easy to keep in contact that... With all these different time zones, even when you hear stories, it's like the most precious stories from their life. So I definitely gain a lot from that. And uh, the experiences that other people have had and then come and share, and the way that I can share those experiences of my own is really special.
0: Uh, And when people share their experiences with you, Holly, how does it change you as a person? How does it make you into a better person?
1: Well, as as the school is diverse, I think we've become more diverse too. And the way that even though you can't have that in your blood you can more so learn about these things and being in very close contact and seeing these people on the daily has changed me into more open-minded person and Mm. as we said in Canberra it's definitely the same kind of deal for everyone but here it's also different and that's contributed to me as a person and the way that I view different things and the perspectives that I've seen as of others and the way that I become more open-minded generally.
0: William tell me how you think it helps you given the fact that you're meeting these people from all different parts of the world.
2: Yeah I think you know I'm just meeting so many people from all over the world and it truly you know shapes I think it helps because with biases I feel like It definitely helps you get a bit more open-minded because you hear all of these great stories from all across the world, which is just really amazing.
0: And for both of you, what's one of the things that you're missing back in Canberra? Something that you couldn't bring across over here easily or maybe something that you could bring across but only have a limited supply of it?
1: Definitely the nature. We used to live on a reserve that was giant kind of gum trees and leaves and all of that. And New York, that... It's an amazing city, but it definitely lacks that.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think the uh, nature is something that was so important to us in Australia. <laughs> but here, mm. you can't really just go out and play <laughs> frisbee.
0: <laughs> and then to look at that in a more positive way, tell me one thing that you love about New York that you didn't have in Canberra.
2: Um, I really love the like diverse food here because... <laughs> I feel like in Australia you know you could just get Australian foods and that was about it (laughs) but here you know there's an English aisle in the grocery store and there's just so many different things from all across the world which is really cool.
1: No I definitely think that if I could bring something back to Australia it would be all the friends I've met and Mm. although we have to go back since it is a posting with the United Nations I've loved the people I've met here and as an international school, the people who attend have so many experiences that I wish I could go and experience with them.
0: Awesome. Well, it sounds like you're both well and truly settled into not just New York City, but school life as well at Bisney. So both of you, thank you for being here. Thanks for sharing what it's like to move from Australia to to the US, and to change, you know, from one side of the world to another, to change your friends, to change your location, and to change your school as well. So thanks for explaining to us what it's like to settle into Disney as quickly as possible. Thank you both very much.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you and good night.
0: So that was Holly and William giving their experience of what it's like to move from Australia to New York and to join a new school. I know they'll be listening to this and I'm sure their families are too. So a big thank you to you for sharing your experience of the move. Now our next episode is coming out soon, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. Don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.